Welcome to Shine KC. I'm your host, Tina Johnson, published author, small business entrepreneur, and domestic violence survivor. Your mindset is how you see the world around you, and you know, mindset really matters. I can't do it. The mindset could be, I'm on the right track. Example two, it's good enough. Maybe the mindset could change to, is this my best work? Example three, I'm not good at this. Maybe a mind shift or a mindset could be, I'm just getting started. What is your mindset when it comes to domestic violence? Mindset is rooted in your experiences, education, and culture from which you form your thoughts, which establish beliefs and attitudes. Beliefs and attitudes lead to certain actions, and with those actions, you have experiences. Those experiences give your mind new information to process. On today's podcast, I want to give you some valuable informational mindsets on breaking the silence of domestic violence. Speak up, speak out, never blame the victim. Abuse is never the victim's fault. As a society, we continue to place blame on the victim by asking, what did she do to deserve that? Or what was she wearing if she was sexually assaulted? Or why was she even there? Or yet we do not ask these questions to the victims of other crimes, but we do of those who are victims of any kind of domestic or sexual assault. Maybe we should change our mindset. Ask, how can we shift the culture away from blaming the victim and instead blame the perpetrator? Why does the abuser choose the abuse. A good response would be believe, support, and trust survivors. Instead of second-guessing their experience, let's rightfully place the responsibility on the abusers, the perpetrators, to end abuse. Domestic violence is rooted in power and control. We cannot forget that fact And we'll touch on that a little bit more um, in this podcast regarding power and control. We can hold offenders accountable. Holding offenders accountable can take many forms. How can we hold offenders accountable and support survivors? Tell the perpetrator that their behavioral issues are not issues. They are abuse. Healthy relationships are rooted in equality, respect, and nonviolence. But I want to be careful here because public exposure too soon can harm a victim of domestic violence. So you always have to look at each situation to determine the right course of action. The right course of action maybe through law enforcement, call the police, call 911, or through the courts, or finding immediate assistance through your local domestic violence organization to make sure the victim is safe. 
before you would confront an abuser. Change of mindset. Challenge widely held perceptions about domestic violence itself. Unfortunately, misconceptions about domestic violence persist as the notions that survivors can just leave, that domestic violence only includes physical violence, or that domestic violence is a private family matter. Each one of these myths persist despite our work to challenge these perceptions. Maybe our mindset is ask, other than physical violence, what other forms of abuse can domestic violence take? Victims must think about their own physical safety, financial security, safety and security and the welfare of their children and their pets, potential housing, and where can they just leave to among many other issues. Domestic violence can include physical, financial, emotional, psychological, and or sexual abuse. Let's circle back to power and control. Understanding that abuse is rooted in power and control. Abuse is intentional. Let me say it again for the folks in the back. Abuse is intentional. It's a myth that someone who abuses their partner is out of control. In fact, they are in good control. How often do they lose control at work or with a friend or with other family members and purposely choose tactics to control their partner? Power is hard to give up or share and abusive actions are purposeful with the goal of gaining power and control over a partner. What do you think are common ways that offenders use power and control over their victims? The National Network to End Domestic Violence Response. They strategically isolate victims in a common tactic to gain power and control over a victim. Perpetrators may trap their partners by withholding, lying about, or hiding financial assets, a form of financial abuse. Trust the victim's perspective. Victims know their experience and story better than anyone. No one could have told me my story. No one could have put themselves in my shoes and felt what I was feeling when it came to my story of being a a victim of domestic violence. Taking a survivor-centered approach empowers survivors by prioritizing their needs and wants. Often abusers deny their partner's self-determination. When I was in my abusive situation, uh, he did not allow me to keep up my licensures for the schooling I'd gone through. Uh, there were there were several things that I was not allowed to do to be empowered. In what ways can we support survivors in making their own decisions about how to address abuse? 
the number one response is listen. Ask survivors what they need to individually be safe. There is no one-size-fits-all approach to domestic violence. Mindset. Question the way media portrays domestic violence. Within the last few years, there have been a number of highly publicized cases of domestic violence. While raising awareness is important, it's crucial to look at domestic violence reporting through a critical lens and make sure the portrayal of domestic violence is accurately rooted in the reality of the survivor's experience. We need to communicate that domestic violence, again, is not a private family matter. One in three women will be a victim of domestic violence or sexual violence at some point in their lifetime. And each day, an average of three women die at the hand of someone who claims to love them. Domestic violence affects us all. Victims are family members, neighbors, co-workers, and friends. All of us, women, children, and men must be part of the solution. Ask yourself, do you know anyone who has been affected by domestic violence? How did you support them? Or how do you wish you supported them? Domestic violence affects each and every one of us. Violence is not the answer, and it is up to us to take a stand against domestic violence. Root your conversation in equality. One of the root causes of domestic violence is inequality. Ask yourself, what role does gender inequality play in domestic violence? Many dynamics of power and control are rooted in gender roles and stereotypes. One way to combat these ingrained equalities is through conscience actions. By calling out sexism, racism, and any other ism you can see. And youth education. Talk to your teens about domestic violence. Talk to your children about domestic violence. It seems like it's happening younger and younger these days. Remember, domestic violence affects all of us, but with action and education, we can end it. Domestic violence is everywhere, affecting millions of individuals across the United States, regardless of age, economic status, race, gender, sexual orientation, religion, or education. Domestic violence is not strictly physical abuse, but can include emotional, financial, verbal, psychological, sexual, and technological abuse as well. What can you do to end domestic violence? There are many ways to help end domestic violence. The easiest way is to start conversations about domestic violence with your loved ones. Support your community by volunteering or donating to a domestic violence organization in your area. I sit on the board of directors on a domestic violence organization in my area. Actually, it's the same organization I made the life-saving call to over 20 years ago. And I can tell you, every dime and dollar donated to 
the domestic violence organization goes to combat and fight and help and prevention. I want to take a moment uh, to address a special group of people. I want to address clergies, pastors, church leaders of every kind. Why should you become involved in the fight against domestic violence? You are already involved in your work as spiritual leaders in a congregation, synagogue, or community. You have worked with the problem already. You are an important person in the lives of the people you touch. You are with them through the many steps, trials, and joys in their individual families and their family life. You offer them individual care, marital help, and assistance in family living. You are an important person. Many victims of family and domestic violence have strong religious convictions and turn to their church first for support and counsel. It is important that as they turn to you, you are sensitive to the problem and can offer alternative solutions. Not only is it important to end the suffering of the victims by helping them on an individual basis, but we need to see family and domestic violence as a problem of major proportions. You can help families before they are broken apart by violence. But I believe before you start working on that marital issue or that relationship issue, I believe the number one thing that needs to be worked on first is that individual's needs and issues. I don't think it's right to tell a victim she has to stay. I want to review some frightening facts about family and domestic violence. Family members often respond to abuse by denying its existence, minimizing its extent, hope or believing it won't happen again. These responses are caused by fear, shame or embarrassment, guilt or despair. I want you to see these signs in your congregations. The effects of family and domestic violence on adults, they can end in death by homicide by either the perpetrator or the victim. Death by suicide. Domestic violence can cause debilitating injuries, depression. Victims becoming immobilized due to their constant fear. Difficulty in obtaining or maintaining employment. Emotional abuse and depravitation. It can end up in legal litigations, divorce, criminal, civil suits, social isolation, the fear of the violence being disclosed. It can escalate the violence unless someone helps, and that did happen in my case. Expansion of violence into the community, which again happened in my situations. Other people's lives in the church were threatened by my late husband. There can be alcohol and substance abuse. And dare I mention the effects on the children involved 
are endless. If you are having a conversation about domestic violence and someone discloses that they are a victim of domestic violence, again, you can listen and communicate that the abuse they're experiencing is not their fault. Let them know that they deserve love and respect. Refer them to resources. If they are in immediate danger, again, call 911. A local hotline or the U.S. National Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-7233. Now, victims and survivors, I want to help you change your mindset. Repeat after me and believe this as your truth. I have the right to say no. I have the right to have an opinion and it be respected. I have the right to change my mind. I have the right to make decisions and have them respected. I have the right to give myself time and to relax. I have the right to make mistakes. I have the right to learn and be educated. I have the right to be respected and valued. I have the right to be treated justly. I have the right to say what I think and feel without fear. I have the right to love and to be loved. I have the right to be free from domestic violence. I am a survivor. Bye-bye for now.